Welcome to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. I'm talking about covenant family turnarounds. That's what tonight's about. That's what tonight's about. Covenant family turnarounds. And I've got the word for you tonight because we're going to take you into the word and show you how it is God's desire for your family to be blessed. God not only wants your family to be blessed, God's the one who ordained families. God's the one who instituted families and he wants to bless the family. And so I'm going to take you through some passages of scripture tonight. I'm going to build your faith and we're going to pray again at the end of this broadcast. Don't forget, uh, we're we're live all the time to give you this kind of a a boost to your faith. You know, uh, uh, it really does help. I noticed that, you know, one of the reasons uh, uh, that we do this is because, man, it is really If all you're doing, I know many of you are working, you're eight, nine hours a day, some of you longer than that, and uh, if all you're doing is just going about your daily routine, but you have no spiritual input, man, fasting becomes laborious, man, you're just like watching the clock, it's like, you're just kind of like, man, when can I go to bed, and let's, I want to get through this thing, but something changes when there's all kinds of uh, spiritual uh, content for you to ingest and for you to be built up on. Let me tell you, that's why, I, you know, I know it, it's a lot for some. I don't mind at all going live two times a day because I know what it means. It doesn't just help you. It stirs my spirit up. I, I'll tell you, I love being here in the studio live with you. I love us being together, talking about the word of God, uh, digging into the scripture, praying together. It makes a difference when we're here together. It makes a difference. Sandy said, um, from from Pennsylvania, I feel like I've been under attack this week. I love that you're on twice a day and I can tune in. I'm so glad to have people tuning in that are hungry for a move of God. And it does make a difference. It does make a difference that we can come together and uh, be a part of, uh, of the word of God together. It's number one, it strengthens and encourages our spirits. That's the number one thing. It strengthens and encourages our spirits. I mean, many of you, uh, I can see the excitement that that takes place while we're in the midst of a broadcast. People are excited. They're getting revelation. They're writing things down. They're seeing things they've never seen before. And people are shouting in the comments. And uh, I get messages via DM and other things, text through the text family. And people are like, man, today's broadcast lit me up. I understand. That's what the word of God does. That's what the word of God does. And so it builds our faith and strengthens us. Um, Look at this. Uh, Just got a text. I put my phone on DND, but Carolyn said in the comments, I just texted you a testimony. Um, Listen to this testimony that just came through. Um, Woke up this morning early on a Saturday crying, praising and worshiping God with music and dancing. Had to keep it down. I live in an apartment building and it was hard. Uh, My cat Egypt eyes were so wide and looked frightened. Uh, like what in the world has never happened before in my life, 59 years young. Normally I'd sleep all day and Sunday too because the enemy has fed me lies of depression. 
all my life on the sixth day of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. It uh, fell once, got back up. The spirit dropped and is continuing to drop in my spirit that God has moved. Back in the day, I would live for Saturday so I could go partying. Now that Jesus has gotten a hold of me, I live for Sunday so I can be in the Lord's house to praise and worship with like-minded and uh, believers and filled with the true word. I've never been so hungry for the word. Thank you, Ted and Carolyn, for being mighty man of God, woman of God. Look forward to seeing you in October. Um, but what a, what a powerful thing. Depression dropped on the sixth day of the fast. Depression dropped on the sixth day of the fast. Breakthroughs are happening. Things are turning around. Families are being touched. That's going to be our story. Thank you, Jesus. Never ending breakthroughs in Jesus' name. And it'll be, we'll, all we'll be able to say, you know what it is. It's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. So if you have testimonies, I want you to send them in. Miracleword.com forward slash testimony, forward slash testimony. If you have prayer requests, forward slash prayer. Um, let me tell you why. On the final night of this fast, the 22nd, um, which I think that's going to be a Sunday night, isn't it? It's a Sunday night. Uh, we're going to have our breakthrough uh, prayer and praise service with communion on Sunday night. And then we'll break the fast together that night after the broadcast, nine o'clock. Carolyn will be here with me and uh, we'll be live. And we're going to print out all your prayer requests like we do. We're going to lay our hands on those prayer requests and pray and believe God for miracles and breakthroughs in your life and in your family in Jesus' name. That's going to be your story. Good evening, Kayla's in St. Louis. Um, every time I say that from the comments, it always sounds like one of those shows where they're getting somebody on the phone. Kayla's in St. Louis. Kayla, how are you tonight? Um, maybe we just need to do that one night. But um, family breakthroughs, uh, family turnarounds. By faith, I want you to start tonight by putting in the comments section, uh, my family will receive a turnaround. Put it in the comments. My family will receive a turnaround in Jesus' name. My family will receive a turnaround. That's it. And um, I want to start with a, a verse of scripture found in Psalm 115. That's it, Amber. My family will receive a turnaround. In the mighty name of Jesus, Psalm 115, and I'm going to read you four verses, 13, 14, 15, and 16. Psalm 115, verses 13 through 16. My family will receive a turnaround in Jesus' name. Tracy, I hope you're doing better. I hope, I hope the Lord's touched you. I got your message via text. Hope the Lord has touched you. Um. This is the amplified version of these scriptures, and I want you to hear it. The Bible says, he will bless those who reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more. Who? You and your children. May you be blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of men. 
ESV, he will bless those who fear the Lord, small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. So get this in your spirit right off the bat. The Bible says he will remember us, he will bless us, and he'll give us increase in Jesus' name. God will remember us, he will bless us, and he will give us increase in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I feel that tonight. God will remember us, God will bless us, and God will give us increase in the mighty name of Jesus. It's very important to remember God is the one that instituted the family. God's the one that instituted the family. It's not a man-made thing. You know, man didn't decide to put together families. God, he created a man. And then he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So what did he do? He put Adam to sleep. And the Bible declares he opened up his side and took out a rib and formed Eve out of his side. Hallelujah. And created for him a helpmeet, somebody that could stand with him, that would strengthen him, help him, be there for him, and put them together. God put them together. But then when God put them together, he gave them an instruction, didn't he? What was the instruction? Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. That was their instruction. Isn't that interesting? They were uh, called to have dominion over the whole earth. Be fruitful and multiply. So uh, it is not a man-made idea, the family unit. It's a God-instituted thing. And because, now watch this, here's the powerful thing you need to set your faith on. Because God is the one who created and instituted the family unit, he's the one who blesses it. He's the one who keeps his mighty hand upon it. He's the one that wants it to flourish. You, you know what's mind-blowing to me? Look, if you would, look at how these uh, cultural anti-Christ groups want to tear down the family, the family unit. Some of them have announced publicly that they want to tear down the family unit. It is an anti-Christ agenda to tear down the family unit. Let me say this to you tonight. I know it's not popular. It needs to be said. It is an anti-Christ agenda to tear down the family unit unit. Yeah, that's right. And so we say, what do you mean by that? Do you know if you do the, the statistical study, you'll find out one of the elements that means more than almost any other element in someone's life to see whether they will do well in life or not well in life is if they have a father in the home. That'll blow people's minds, but it's true. One of the markers they can use to determine whether or not you may find yourself in prison in the future is whether or not you have a father in the home. It's a marker. It is a marker. And even the, even the world knows that. Even governmental organizations know that. The prison system knows that. 
One of the main markers is whether or not you have a father in the home. It is an anti-Christ agenda to tear apart the family unit. It's anti-Christ, it's anti-God. Amen. You know, and I know this is not popular, uh, especially today, especially today. Um, But, you know, when you look at the way God created uh, men and women, women have a nurturing side to them that men just do not have. Women have that ability. They have that uh, nature and that talent that's developed within them innately that men just do not have. Children need their mothers. Children need their mothers. There's no question about that. In fact, if you've ever seen this with um, custody cases and things with, within the family, you've you got to go to court for a custody hearing. Uh, if a child is young, there would have to be a really bad situation in front of the court for the court to take those young children away from a mother and give them just to a father. You know that, I'm sure, if you've uh, dealt with any of this or seen the way any of this works. There would have to be uh, extreme circumstances. For example, the mother is a drug addict or, or something like that. Because even the world knows that there's something in a woman, you know, in a world where nobody can even define what a woman is anymore, Uh, I could do it very easily and very quickly on this broadcast, but understand something. The children need their mother. There are things, I'm looking at these uh, wonderful mothers, these wonderful women that are in the broadcast tonight, Christina, and Danielle Davis, and Susan Sharkey, and Liz, and I'm looking at all these, my, my own wife, others, that are in the broadcast tonight. There are things God's blessed you with that the man just does not have. There is an anointing that's upon your life for your children. There's a power that's upon your life for your children. And can I tell you, because there's some, the enemies attacked the family or attacked you in a way where maybe the man's not there anymore. Maybe he's gone missing. But let me tell you, I believe that even though the devil tried to attack your family and your children, maybe there was a man that just uh, uh, abandoned you and abandoned those children. I'm believing by the power of the Holy Ghost that God is going to put a a next level anointing upon your life to bring your family into supernatural blessing. Hallelujah. That what the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around and it'll work for your good in Jesus' mighty name. I'm not telling you that if you've been attacked and the family's been torn apart that there's no hope and there's no answer. No, I'm not saying that because now... Christ is a part of your life and Christ is the man over your life. He's taking care of you. He's watching over you. He's strengthening you. He's strengthening you. Hallelujah. And so listen to me now, but for there, there are those you understand there are things a woman does that a man can never do. There are things my wife does for our children that she has a different nature, a different character about her that dad just cannot do. But then there are things that dad does that mom cannot do. And God created it that way. God created it that way. And I'm going to tell you, and this is my opinion, but I think I could easily validate this, that one of the uh, biggest enemies uh, of our next generation is making families believe that 
uh, both parents, and, and part of this is by a lust for things, a greed for things, a covetousness for things, uh, make them believe that the husband needs to be out working 45 hours a week and that the wife needs to be out working 45 hours a week and that the kids need to be taken somewhere to some, whether it's state run, private run thing for someone else to raise their children. Why? So they can both have more things, right? To live beyond their means and to have status. You know what's more important than having uh, um, a different house or a different car or different shoes or different clothes is to have a family relationship that God has blessed that your children come up knowing the Lord, that your children come up fearing God. I'll tell you this. I know there are women watching me right now that you've had to be both. You've had to do both because of what happened. And let me tell you, I commend you. I commend you for your strength. I commend you for your faith. I commend you for following the voice of God. You're a godly mother. You're, ra- you're not only uh, working, you're raising up those children. You're doing what really two parents should be doing, but you're doing it as one parent. I commend you for your faithfulness, your diligence, your strength. I thank God for you, and I pray he continues to give you added strength, added strength, and that your children will be abundantly blessed. That's why I'm preaching this tonight, because God has a plan to bless your family. It is covenant family turnarounds, covenant family turnarounds in Jesus' name. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. And your children should thank God for you. And can I tell you something, ladies? They will rise up and call you blessed. Your children will rise up and call you blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Your children will rise up and call you blessed. They will come to you, if Jesus tarries, they will come to you as adult women and adult men. And they'll say, mom, thank God for you keeping us in the presence of God. Mom, thank God for you keeping us in church. Even when dad abandoned us, even when, I'll tell you, they're going to rise up and call you blessed. They're going to come to you and honor you for your faithfulness. They're going to come to you and honor you because you stood on the word of God. They're going to come to you and honor you because you would not let go of the promise and your faith and your resolve and your diligence and your faithfulness. Hear what I'm saying. They're not going to go unrewarded. They're not going to go unrewarded in Jesus' name. The Lord's watching you. He's watching how you steward those children that he's placed in your hand. He's watching. He writes every faithful thing that you do. He writes it down in the book of remembrance. And he's going to make sure you're blessed for your faithfulness. Well, we know this. Children are a blessing from the Lord. Children are a blessing from the Lord. I thank God for my children. I thank God for my children. They're a blessing. The Bible says that they're like arrows in a quiver. My my wife and I are going to at some point soon work on a book talking about this, but uh, they are arrows in your quiver. And one of the interesting things, and this is what the book is going to be about, is that It's interesting that the Bible refers to them as arrows because that is what you have to do as a parent to prepare those children for what God's called them to do. When you draw that arrow out of a quiver, you have to knock that arrow into the string of the bow. It's a connection. 
your children have a connection to you if they're not properly connected. See, you are the bow, your child is the arrow. And if that child is not properly connected to the string of your bow, then it will misfire. That's why there has to be an honor connection. That's why the Bible's very clear that you've got, and this speaks to the children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, that it may be well with you, and that you may live long upon the earth. That's a first commandment with promise. And so if they're not properly connected to you in honor and respect and uh, that proper connection of uh, what we could call impartation, there'll be a misfire. But when you connect properly, you can now have the ability, you know how a bow and arrow works. You have the ability to draw that bowstring back. What are you doing? You're putting all of the force and the strength of that bow behind that arrow. And that's what you're doing for your child is that after they're properly connected to you in authority and in respect and honor, you have the ability now to put all your strength and force and anointing and impartation and wisdom into that child. And what do you do? You pull that bowstring back, but then you don't just randomly fire it. What do you do next? You aim, you aim that arrow to the target that you want it to hit. We're sending our children on a a trajectory towards the blessings of God. Hallelujah. That's it. Daniel said, that's one of my declarations over my kids, that they won't miss the mark of the call of God on their lives. And they won't in Jesus' name. Because Danielle, like many other mothers in the Victory Tribe, she has not only connected her children, but she is aiming them at what? The mark of the call of God on their lives. She's aiming that bow and the bowstring is drawn back. She's putting her force. She's putting her prayers and her anointing and her impartation and wisdom into those kids. And she's aiming them at the mark of the call of God. And when it's time, you know what she's going to do? She's going to release them. There comes a time in your children's life. You might be a parent watching me tonight that you have those older children that maybe they're about to be released. Maybe they're about to be released. And at some point you have to let go of that child and let them follow the path and the trajectory that you've set them on. But you know what the Bible says? If you'll raise them up and train them up in the way that they should go, when they're old, they will not depart from it. If you'll train up a child in the way they should go, then when they're old, They will not depart from it. Hallelujah. And I'm going to pray for Nikki Hayes as well in Jesus' name. And I don't care how they paint you. And I don't care what they say about you. And I don't care what they try to work against you. We're going to call uh, down the blessings of God upon your family and ask God to turn it in your favor, Nikki, in Jesus' mighty name. And we're going to see covenant family turnarounds in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're just logging on, you need to take a minute to share this broadcast because God is working miracles for families. God is working miracles for families, and it's going to be for your family too. It's going to be for your family too. God created the family unit, and because he's the author of it, his hand of blessings upon it. And I believe 
One of the biggest mistakes our generation ever made was sending the father out into the workforce and then the mother out into the workforce and having the children raised uh, in some other way. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to have a father in the home. It's a blessing to have a mother in the home. It's a, you know, I was looking at this the other day. It really, children see things and they emulate and they, they, uh, they really are taking in not just the things you're saying, they're watching all the things you're doing. They're watching all the things you're doing. I was listening to Brother Copeland teach yesterday, Brother Kenneth Copeland, and he was saying something that uh, it blew his mind. I dealt with it in the book on fasting, if you have my fasting book. Uh, over 50% of people being treated in hospitals in the United States of America right now are being treated for something called metabolic syndrome. This is a combination of things like type 2 diabetes, high triglyceride levels, uh, high blood pressure, all these different things. But what is it based upon? It's not hereditary. It's based on diet and discipline. Diet and discipline. Heart disease is the number one killer in America right now outside of, you know, I know these, these um, different drug epidemics are, are, are smashing society, but heart disease is killing people uh, more than anything else. And it's interesting to me, it's not hereditary. You know what is hereditary? The diet, what people are eating. People, you raising your ch children up in the home, they see, notice what they're doing. They, you begin to have family traditions. There are things that this is what our family eats. This is what we do. This is, this is normal for us. And so, you know, you start to realize, hold on, maybe it's not an attack of the devil. Maybe it's not something that was passed down uh, in the DNA. Maybe it is just the passed down choices that our children have learned to make. That's right, Janine. It's activity as well. Lack of activity and a poor diet. And say, so maybe it's not the devil attacking. Maybe it's not something passed down through the DNA. But maybe it's because my children have watched what I do. Maybe they've watched me. Maybe they've watched my lackadaisical attitude. Maybe they've watched me with uncontrolled eating. And they're now copying the same things that I'm doing. And see, it's important how we train them up. It's important what we do. You know, and I'm, I'm watching my children and uh, watching how they uh, are like me and their mom. It's very interesting. But I, I, I'm, I'm very thankful for children that want to uh, do what their parents do. You know, I was very proud of my daughter, Maddie. You know, she recently, uh, like her mom, she joined uh, a kickboxing class. She's out there uh, with me on the, on the pickleball court, playing pickleball, and she's doing better and better and better. Teddy's out there with his little pickleball racket, and they're out there doing their thing. Well, they're, they're seeing what mom and dad do. They're seeing, Maddie told me, she said, Dad, when I'm 13, I'm old enough to go to your gym with you. I wanna, go, I wanna start going to the gym with you. And see, they see it. They watch what you do and they begin to emulate it. That's why I'm telling you, it's so vital. Hear this now. It's so vital that you don't hide your prayers. Listen to me. I want you to put this in the comments. Don't hide your prayers, praise, Bible reading, or giving. Put that, put that in the comments, please. Don't hide your prayers, your praise, your Bible reading, or your giving. Don't hide those from your children. Put that in the comments. Put it in your notes. 
Don't hide your prayer, your praise, your Bible reading, and your giving. Don't hide that from your children. You know why? They need to see it. They need to see it. They need to see you praying. They need to hear you praying. They need to see you praising. They need to see you reading the word of God. They need to see that you're a giver. They need to see it. Don't hide your prayers. Don't hide your praise. Don't hide your Bible reading. Don't hide your giving. Don't lock yourself away in some place where they can't see you. That's why I appreciate my wife. She pulls the kids right into the living room, puts the the live stream on the television if we're in revival and she's at home with the kids. And when we're praising, they're dancing. She'll send me videos. They're dancing. They're praising. They're shouting. You know why? So you know why we have kids now that are in church that if they're on the front row, you know, they're jumping, they're, they're praising God, their hands are raised, they're singing. You know why? It's because it's what we do at home. They got to see it. They have to be able to emulate what they see. So don't hide your prayer. Don't hide your praise. Don't hide your Bible reading. Don't hide your giving. And, and watch your kids. And, and first, first thing I'm talking about is these disciplines that we instill into our children's lives. You know, let your children see that no matter what, kids, we're faithful to church. Let them see that. You know, we, we've shown them that. With our kids, you know, we travel all the time. We were in 190 services last year. We travel, we're in church all the time, but we want our kids to see, even if we're on vacation, we've done it for years. If there's a Sunday that falls through our vacation, guess what? We find a church wherever we are and we get in that church. We find a church wherever we are and we get in that church. You know why? We don't come home from revival after revival after revival and say, well, the Lord understands, kids. We're, gonna, we're not going to be going to church Sunday morning or Wednesday night. No, no. We're on the front row Sunday morning. We're on the front. I don't care how tired I am. I don't care how many weeks of revival I just preached. I don't care. My kids are going to see something, aren't they? They're going to see we don't uh, compromise our faithfulness to the house of God. We don't compromise our faithfulness to God's house. You know what we're going to do? We're going to raise children that don't skip church. Hallelujah. We're going to raise teenagers that don't skip youth group. We're going to raise them into adults that bring their kids to church every single week, multiple times a week. We're raising faithfulness. We're raising faithfulness. I heard a preacher say, my mother had a drug ministry. She drugged me to church every week. There was no option in my house. You kids feel like going to church this morning? There was no option in my house. It was like, get up. We're going to church. Don't sleep in. Get, get out from under the covers. Get your clothes on. We're going to church. <laughs> I remember my dad. I got a little bit older, and I, was, uh, I just was not getting out of bed, was not getting out of bed, not getting out of bed. Sunday morning. And my dad comes in finally after they had spoken to me probably five, six, seven times. My dad was like, we're going to make sure he's up. He, he came in with a huge cup of cold water and just poured it on my face in the bed. <laughs> Get up. Time to go to church. There's no option. We're not negotiating with our children. You know, it, it's funny. The way I grew up is not how a lot of uh, kids are growing up now. It sounds like I'm an old person saying that, but it's funny that like parents discuss with their children, you know, like the direction of the family. My, my parents never did that. It's like, what do you kids think? What should we do? Well, they're not running the house. The kids aren't running the house. 
where do you kids think we should go? It's like, you'll go where we ask you to go because we're your parents. You'll do what we ask you to do because we're your parents. That's authority. There's authority in the home. And when there's authority in the home, God can move in the home. Because when you get things out of order, right, and you have those that should be following, leading, it's a problem. It's a problem. And, and so you have to understand, authority has to be in the home. Authority and anoint. See, the authority is in the anointing. The authority is in the anointing. God backs you up. That's right. Ed said, this is not a democracy. It's not a democracy. No. And so see that, that honor is in the home. And I'll tell you, as, as we've been, even though we've disciplined our kids a lot, and I'm still doing it, Glenn knows what I'm talking about. Glenn Karam is a great father. Denise Karam is a great mother. I can say that. I've spent time around them. I know their children. Glenn is a great father. Denise is a great mother. Godly father, godly mother. Amen. I'll just say this, and, I, and I, I, I'm just saying this because I feel, I feel to say it. We need, uh, let me tell you, if every church in America had 200 men like Glenn, this whole nation, this whole nation would be turned around. Faithful men. I'm not just picking on Glenn. There's many men in the Victory Tribe that, that are like this. There's diff, many women that are like uh, Miss Denise. But if we had men that are not ashamed to be strong men, see, l- l- let me just stop for a second and point out something that's going on. Joe Spence, he's a pastor, but he's a great father. He's an anointed man. He's a good man. He's a strong man. You know, one of the things that they're saying in our generation is this stupid phrase that really has no definition attached to it, toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. That's why I picked on Glenn because during the, uh, wasn't it the Christmas wasn't when we did the Christmas broadcast. We were joking about that because Glenn called in and he won, the, uh, he won the dop kit that was made by Coach. And he was like, you know, I don't, have any, <laughs> I don't have any beauty products to keep in it. But I said, Glenn, no, take it. It's a nice bag. Put your ammunition in it. Put your firearms in it. You can take it to the range. And uh, I said, you can, you can have a full day of toxic masculinity. Well, he had one and I got his text messages with his pictures uh, just recently. He was shooting at the range, outside. So uh, they've got this phrase, toxic masculinity. What does that even mean? You know, you want me to tell you what it means? It means that the devil, that the spirit of antichrist hates strong men. That's what it means. That's what it means. The spirit of antichrist, the devil hates strong men. So, so what does that mean? We need our men to be less masculine So what does that mean? We need to feminize our men. Is that what they're telling us? We need to feminize our men. That's what they want to do. That's what they're doing. If you you look at society, why do you think that they're trying to tear down the strength of family and society? So what do we want? Weak men? Is that what we want? Is that what God ordained? Weak men? No, God did not ordain weak men, nor did he ordain weak women. He ordained strong men and strong women. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You ain't getting a man bun on this man. Glory to God. You couldn't if you wanted to. We could try all night. It just isn't going to happen. But understand that we're going to feminize our men. What Men need to be more like women. I thought God created men to be men and women to be women. 
There is, you're not toxic as a man. You're not toxic as a woman. There's nothing about being womanly that's toxic. And there's nothing about being manly that's toxic. Stand in the role God created you to stand in. We don't need, have you ever noticed what, even what society does? Have you even noticed what Hollywood is doing? That you, even commercials on television, have you ever noticed they make the dad in the home the doofus? Raise a hand in the comments if you know what I'm talking about. They make the dad in the home a doofus. In every show, he's the goof. And the mom's always rolling her eyes and she has to run everything because the dad can never get anything done and he's the dummy. You know, they got these shows like Modern Family that was on the air for over a decade. And they got the dad, he's the dummy, he's the doofus, never gets anything right. And the mom has to roll her eyes and the kids roll their eyes. Pardon my dad, he's a dummy. And that's what they want to push in front of us. Men are stupid, men are, men are goofy. We need the, and it's, it is degrading. That's right, Facebook user. It is degrading and it is stupid. And it is anti-Christ and anti-God. The husband is the head of the home. Bible doesn't just say that. You know what else it says? The husband is the head of the wife. Not just the home, the head of the wife. There's not two leaders. Anything with more than one head is a monster. Anything with more than one head is a monster. And that's why I said God's raising up strong women. Because if it takes a strong woman to do what the Bible says. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, right? That's the kind of love husbands should have for their wives. So love her that they would give them their entire selves for that woman. But then look at the, look at the wife. The Bible says, but wives, submit yourselves to your husband as unto God. So it takes strength to submit. It's not a sign of weakness. Let me just give you a word. Put it in the comments if you want. Meekness is not weakness. It takes a strong and secure woman to properly submit to her husband who's the head of the home. It takes a strong, mature woman to submit to her husband as the head of the home. That's why I told you, God's raising up strong men and strong women, not toxic masculinity, not toxic feminine. No, there's nothing wrong with being a womanly woman, nothing wrong with being a manly man. Glory to God. God raised up strong men. Jesus himself was a strong man. Jesus was no wimp. You can't read these stories about Jesus and think he was a pushover. And so he was like some little feminine guy that was coming in, not wanting any kind of, I just don't want confrontation. He came into the temple with fire in his eyes, saw that they were defiling his father's temple by these money changers that were cheating people out of money, charging more money for, for sacrifices than they should. And he walked in and he flipped the tables on them. You want some little womanly man. Hey guys, I just want to just ask you if you don't mind to just please stop changing money in my father's temple. I'd really appreciate it if you guys would sell the sacrifices for what they're meant to be sold for. <laughs> That's not Jesus. In fact, if you read it in one passage, 
the Bible says, Jesus, seeing what they were doing, went outside <laughs> and braided his own whip. Scroll back up. What did Glenn say? I missed, I missed his comment. Glenn said, he said, we need to flip the tables on this generation. It's right. It's absolutely right. And Jesus, the Bible said, braided his own whip, braided his own whip. And you know what happened? Came back into the temple and flipped the tables on those money changers. Didn't stop there. And the Bible says, and beat them out of the temple. That wasn't some little uh, feminine dude. Hey guys, I just appreciate it if you could just step outside. Uh, I don't appreciate the way that you've been just treating those who've come to worship in my father's temple. No, Jesus came back in with fire in his eyes. Even, listen, even when he taught in the temple, you know what people would say? Who is this man? And where did he get this kind of authority? He didn't have to flip tables or beat people with a whip for people to feel <laughs> his authority. He didn't have to do any of that. He just had strength. And people reckon, they say, who is this man? And where did he get this kind of authority? How, who is this? They couldn't understand it. Oh, even the wind and the waves. <laughs> I know, I just thought of that, Liz, too. I don't, know what, I don't know what that's about. I didn't just do a feminine, but I threw the Southern accent on top of it. I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry to all the Southern men that are actually men. I apologize. Ted Melton, forgive me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. But <laughs> for all the men south of the Mason-Dixon line, I, I apologize for all of you. Um, <laughs> it's just hard to do like a Boston accent like that. Um, but anyway, Jesus had authority and he came in with strength. That's it. Glenn said, the, the, those that know their God shall be strong or strengthened. Now, Glenn brings that up uh, by the leading of the Spirit. Let me, let me say this about that verse of Scripture. We, Daniel eleven thirty two. 32. We did a whole uh, series on that at the camp in New Hampshire uh, one year. That was our theme. Uh, Brother Glenn and, and uh, Miss Denise, they, they, they set that as the theme of the camp. Daniel eleven thirty two. 32, those that know their God will be strengthened and produce exploits. Those that know their God shall be strengthened and shall produce exploits. What's an exploit? A notable achievement. Well, when you look deeper, it's very interesting to me, that Hebrew word there, they that know, the word know. You know what you'll be interested to find if you look into the original Hebrew? That that word know is the same Hebrew word that was used in Genesis when the Bible says, and Adam knew Eve, Adam knew Eve, and she produced children. So it's not just being like, yeah, I know God. Oh, yeah, I know him. Oh, yeah, I know. I know that. You know, no, it's, it's deeper than that. It really could be said this way. Those that have an intimate relationship with their God. It's not just like, oh yeah, I know him, oh, I know her. No, no, it's like those who have an intimate relationship with their God, or as Glenn just commented, to become one with their God, they will be strengthened. They will produce exploits. The one who, those who become intimate with their God, 
Those are the ones who will be strengthened and produce exploits. Hallelujah. Alonzo said, hold on now. He just threw me in the deep end. <laughs> oh yeah, you can chew on that for like a week. You can chew on that for like a week because notice if you compare that thought now, I'm still talking about family turnarounds. Get this, for your family. See, if we're gonna have family turnarounds, we gotta take our place. We gotta take our place in the family. But notice the help of God comes when we obey his system. And I, I love that because take that thought. Those that are intimate with their God will be strengthened and produce exploits. All right. Well, let me take you now into, into 2 Chronicles, uh, once again, 16. And man, I can't believe this. It's 953. These, these nights like fly by, man. We're going we're gonna to get into prayer here in just a second. I'm going to give you this last thought. Um, 2 Chronicles 16 and verse 9. Uh, listen to this. I quote this all the time. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support. You see that? Strong support to who? To those whose heart is loyal toward him or blameless toward him or whole toward him. Okay, stop there. Those whose hearts are Hebrew there, whole toward him. My, I don't have a divided heart. Half of my heart loves the world. Half of my heart loves the Lord. What does the Bible say? Love the Lord your God with your whole heart and soul and mind, with your whole being. Love him. My heart is whole toward him. My heart is loyal to him. My heart, according to this passage, uh, my heart is blameless toward him. So what's going to happen to those types of people? The Bible says God will show up and give them strong support. Glory to God. He'll show up and give them strong support. They'll be strengthened and they'll produce exploits. Your family will be strengthened and will produce exploits. Thank you, Jesus. That's 2 Chronicles 16 and verse 9. 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. Hear me now. Your, your family is going to be strengthened and produce exploits. Say, so what does that mean? It means that whatever your family struggled through in previous generations, you will flip that whole script in Jesus' name. You will not have the same things previous generations dealt with and went through. It will not be your story because you know your God. The hand of God's blessing is going to be up upon your family, upon your children. My children, your children are going to be head and shoulders above the rest in Jesus' name. Not going to be on the outside looking in. Our children will be filled with the Holy Ghost at the earliest possible age in Jesus' name. Our children will experience the blessings of heaven. A hedge of protection will be around our family in the mighty name of Jesus. For the Lord is giving strong support to our families. Our families are going to experience divine turnaround by the power of the Holy Ghost. Alcoholism stops with you. Drug abuse stops with you. Domestic abuse stops with you. Financial problems stop with you in Jesus' name. A life of wickedness and sin stops with you. Things that uh, held people in bondage like depression and anxiety, it stops with you in Jesus' name. All these issues that the devil used to harass your family in previous generations, they come to an end with you in the mighty name of Jesus. And though maybe even you came out of it 
As I've said many times, your kids will never know it in Jesus' name. Maybe God delivered you from alcoholism. Your children will never know the taste of alcohol in Jesus' name. Maybe you came out of drug abuse. Your kids will never know what it feels like to be high in Jesus' wonderful name. Maybe you came out of that place where you were severely depressed and anxious. Your kids will never know what it is to be medicated in Jesus' wonderful name. You come out of that place of debt and not enough and poverty. Your kids will never know what it is to not be able to keep the lights on in the house and not be able to keep the heat on, not be able to keep groceries in the refrigerator. They'll never have to run to the government for a handout or wait for a stimulus check. But in the mighty name of Jesus, your family will abound and stand in the more than enough. Your family will have the blessings of heaven poured out upon them from generation to generation. A thousand generations the blessing of the Lord goes to. A thousand generations in Jesus' mighty name. So Lord, we come to you tonight in the wonderful and mighty name, the matchless name of Jesus. And we thank you that you have a plan to bless families. We thank you that you have a a plan to bless specifically our family. We thank you that our children will be blessed in Jesus' name. We, Lord, we thank you now that children who have gone astray, children that are not currently serving the Lord, we declare this is the year that they are coming back to Jesus and we declare it's done. They're coming back into the family. Whatever issues there were, whatever kind of separation there was, even in the fellowship and and the relationship of the family, they're coming back in, in Jesus' name. I take authority. I feel this in my spirit. Because the enemy has sent people to connect with some of your children in relationship that have pulled them away from God, away from church, and away from their family. The enemy has specifically sent them to try to bring division in your family. The enemy has specifically sent them to bring chaos into your family. But I command those relationships that were ordained and engineered by the enemy to fall apart at the wheels in Jesus' name. I command those relationships to fall apart at the wheels in Jesus' name. And every spirit of division and every spirit of strife and issue, jealousy and all that nasty spirit that comes and tries to bring problems and heartbreak into fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers, I rebuke it now in Jesus' wonderful name. And I command those relationships to come quickly to an end by the power of the Holy Ghost. They were not ordained by God. They were not of the Lord. And they were specifically there to destroy families. And so I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And I command it to quickly come to an end by the power of the Holy Ghost. All of these deceptions that the devils tried to use against children, these deceptions of uh, lesbianism, bisexual, gay, those that are uh, considering themselves to be transgender, they're confused about their gender. I rebuke these lying spirits in Jesus' name, these foul, unclean spirits. I take authority over it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command those children and those grandchildren to come out 
of those relationships and to come out of that lie and to be restored in newness of mind in Jesus' name, to recover their identity in Jesus Christ. Lord, let them recover their identity in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, like you did even this last year for the the precious girl who came and the Holy Ghost touched her in the revival and she immediately went and broke up with her girlfriend and said, I can't live like this anymore. I'm going back to living for Jesus Christ. Lord, do the same. Do the same for our children and grandchildren that are being uh, deceived in that way by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, that a foul spirit of unclean lifestyle will not overtake our children or grandchildren in Jesus' name. They come out of those relationships quickly by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we thank you for that. We give you praise. And Lord, let their uh, relationships with father and mother be restored, with grandfather, grandmother be restored in Jesus' name. We thank you. You're bringing them into the kingdom quickly by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I'm praying now for families that it seems like no matter what they've done generation after generation, they can't seem to get ahead. It seems like it's just crisis after crisis, problem after problem, can't keep a job, never have enough money in the bank, always having problems in debt, always can't uh, pay the bills, whatever it might be, always depending on the government to provide. That comes to an end in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that this is the year that you would put seed into their hands, given the revelation of seed time and harvest. I pray that as they sow their seed, as they continue to be faithful to the kingdom, that that cycle of poverty and debt and not enough lack, it comes to an end quickly in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let them stand in the more than enough. Let them stand in the overflow. Let them walk in the blessing in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Lord, for families that are believing for healing in their physical bodies, that they have gone through that, feels like sicknesses have run through the family from generation to generation. We thank you, Lord. It ends. During this time of fasting and prayer, we call it broken in Jesus' name. Sicknesses that just kept going from one generation to the next. Well, my great-grandmother had cancer. My mother had cancer. My grandmother had cancer. Cancer ends with you in Jesus' name. Diabetes ends with you in Jesus' mighty name. All of these issues cannot stay in your family any longer. For God is putting a hedge of protection around you. Lord, let healing virtue flow into their bodies tonight. And every wicked thing that tried to take their bodies out, they have to leave their bodies and leave their homes and leave their families in the name of Jesus Christ. It comes to an end. And we thank you for that. And we give you praise for that by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, those that have been dealing with things in their mind, enough is enough. We declare it. Enough is enough. That spirit of heaviness, that spirit of fear, depression and anxiety, suicidal thoughts. Lord, even those that feel like they're losing their mind, breakdowns, nervous breakdowns, mental breakdowns, even those that have been dealing with PTSD, it comes to an end in Jesus' name. 
where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. And so we declare it tonight, freedom for your people. I pray you lose joy in the Holy Ghost. Lord, lose peace into their life in Jesus' name. Your word declares that you'll give us a peace that goes beyond natural understanding. And so, Lord, lose peace into their life, into their children. No night terrors. That's right. That's right. Schizophrenia has to go. Has to go. Multiple personality disorder has to go. Demons that have harassed people's mind have to go in Jesus' mighty name. We declare it. It comes to an end quickly. Enough is enough. Your word declares that you give us peace that goes beyond natural understanding. That we, you would keep us in perfect peace as we keep our minds stayed or set on you. And so we do, Lord. In your word, we declare it. Bipolar conditions have to go in the, in the name of Jesus Christ. We are declaring it for our families, total freedom. Now, Lord, as your word declares, promotion doesn't come from any man, any government, doesn't come from any group, not the east, the west, or the south. It comes from the Lord, and you alone decide who will rise and who will fall. Lord, let us be in position as a family for promotion in 2023. Let us be in position as a family for promotion in 2023. Lift our families up, head and shoulders above the rest. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We give you praise. There's nobody like you in Jesus' wonderful name. And we give you all the glory and the honor. If you believe it, please throw some hands up. Throw some fire up in the comments and shout amen wherever you're watching from because we call it done. Our families will be blessed. We're having turnaround in Jesus' wonderful name and we thank the Lord for it. We thank the Lord for it. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.